Hey friends, and welcome back to The Sandwich, hosted by me, Amanda Muse. Well, here I sit, another lonely evening, <laughs> kind of. I've got a cute little dog curled up on my feet, and I had originally had a different episode planned for today, but I, the, like, invincible Amanda, supermom, whatever, got sick last week, like, legit sick, on antibiotics and a steroid. What is happening? If you've been following me on Instagram, then you've seen this all go down. But essentially, I actually had to take a real sick day and go to bed. So my planned interview got pushed. So I will have that guest on very soon. But in the meantime, you know, I was collecting my thoughts and listening to other podcasts as I do every day. Not always the collecting of the thoughts, but definitely listening to podcasts. And I was inspired by a conversation I heard today. It really made me think about, you know, this phase of life and this season of motherhood, if you will, as being very transitional and that there are defined moments where you feel a shift. The shift can be a little overwhelming and sad, but then also really exciting all at the same time. And I thought we could like dive a little deeper on that today because I am pretty sure I'm not alone on this. And I'm just kind of curious to see where this conversation is going to go. So being a woman, going through changes in life, transitions, maybe being a little fearful of the outcome, but then there is that little glimmer of excitement. So let's talk about it. So I think I'll start at the beginning of where I was inspired. So you guys know I listen to Dak Shepard's podcast all the time. The good ones, the bad ones, all of them. And today's episode was featuring, or I guess it was yesterday now, was featuring Amy Schumer. And, you know, they talked about a lot of things, but something that they brought up was her recent movie, I think it's called I Feel Pretty, and then just kind of like the key messages around that movie. If you haven't seen it, I've seen parts of it. I haven't actually seen the full thing, but you know, you kind of can see from, from the ads or from even this episode when she was talking about it, that what we say to ourselves, that dialogue that we create and how we feel about ourselves directly impacts our happiness factor in this life. And I totally believe that to be true. So I want to talk about that a little bit. And the other part that got me thinking and just kind of got me mulling it around inside my big old noggin was this kind of like this power that she has in owning herself and loving herself and just not like taking what belongs to you, but just going for things and asking for things, knowing that you are entitled to them. You're entitled to be in the room, whether it's dates that she's been on, lovers that she's had, um, experiences that she's created through whether it's manifestation or just going out and making it happen. There is something about this power and depending on the age that you're at and, you know, the place in your life that you're in, you may be like, yes, girl, been there, done that. I feel that power and I know it 
well, or you might be feeling it kind of brewing. And I feel like I'm in this phase of life right now where I'm like in it, like knee deep in knowing that I'm the shit. And I don't mean that like, like I think other people aren't great because you know me, there's like enough pie for everybody, but I just feel like there's something about just being like looking in the mirror, listen, not every day, but most days and being like, I like that person. I am happy to be this person. You know, there are great qualities that I have and sometimes I look great. I don't know. Like there's just this like power. I can't even really articulate it. Although I feel like I'll be able to by the end of this episode, but there's something, there's something there and it's like, it's magic, you know? And I'm curious if you're feeling it too. I like to sometimes take a moment of pause and check to see if there's some like messages that the universe is sending me. And I swear sometimes if you just stop, if you just take your eyes off the blue light, if you just look around and if you just sit in silence for a moment, you'd be surprised. The encounters that you have. Um, okay. I'll tell you where I'm going with this. So the other day, um, sitting at my desk and my personal email, oh my God, I never get to those emails. Like I just, I'll sit there once or twice a week and try to just like filter through all the crap that I get. Cause I get so much spam on my personal email. Cause it's like a hundred years old. So like every store I've ever shopped at PS do not give out your email address at stores. <laughs> it's too late for me. There's still hope for you. Um, Anyway, so occasionally I go through and I like delete all the old emails and then just make sure I paid all my bills and that kind of thing. And then this one night, I, um, yeah, I checked my emails and there was this random event where there was um, going to be a gathering of people to go and see um, a medium, a seer. And I was like, okay, this is different, but I'm available. So I went and I had a great time. In fact, I think that's what Dean was referencing in last week's episode when he said, I went out on the Friday night or something like that when he was home and he was only home for like four days. See ya. Uh, but anyway, so I go to this thing and I didn't get a reading or anything like that. Although we might do one. I have to email her. I digress. Just some of the messaging that she shared, because it was definitely like a lifestyle kind of presentation and messaging and just like really what I was saying at the top of this kind of story here is like taking time to listen to the messages that are kind of coming about, whether you believe that to be a spiritual thing or just like, I don't know, man, like a nature thing, a universe thing. So a lot of the messages I've been getting lately is just to like find peace with who you are. And, you know, you might be seeing that bits and pieces of that through my video content. You might be seeing that through certain episodes that we do here, but there's something very, I don't know. I almost feel like this pressure to kind of, um, move in a direction where I feel peace with who I am and the path that I'm on it can be really challenging. It can be really challenging at different times of life when you're trying to accomplish these big things, especially when you feel like there is so much responsibility falling on your shoulders. So, you know, as you know, I tend to speak from a, a place of experience. So I share my own personal stories, but we all 
are walking a path and my current path is one that's filled with um, children, a dog, a house that requires upkeep, a partner who travels, a pretty demanding, exciting, very uh, fulfilling, but also very, um, not taxing, but it's, it's a lot of work, the work that I do. Although it doesn't always appear like work to many people, but I think more and more people are kind of getting an idea of what it's, what's involved in creating this type of community and what we do. And it just seems like there are never enough hours in the day. Truly. Like right now, as I'm recording this, it's 1120 at night. And I was like, oh, I feel tired, but I really wanted to record an episode and I just couldn't get to it in the day and whatever. This is my, you know, this is my issue with time management, <laughs> but, but you know, it's, um, you, you can feel pulled in many directions. And so for you, it could be, um, it could be a sick parent. It could be, you know, maybe you're taking care of a family member. Maybe you are living at home and feeling the stress of school, or you're just at the beginning of your adult life and you're like feeling the pinch of finances. Like there's, there's always something right? Like it's just the way she goes. I think there has to be a little bit of that struggle to have that motivation to want to keep moving forward and better yourself. And anyway, when I was speaking about transition at the top of the intro, I find myself kind of bringing this up in conversation with friends, but I find myself asking women who have children that are just out of this baby phase. So like myself, my son is four, um, my daughter is six, and, you know, the only diapers we see are the nighttime ones for Jack, and even those are just kind of being filtered out. But life is very different. The kids are far more independent, like they're just not babies anymore. And, you know, I'm seeing all of these amazing women have these babies on Instagram, well, not actually have them on Instagram, but like watching the progression of the belly and watching these beautiful babies be born. And a part of me is like, oh, I would love to have a baby again, you know? And then like within that same thought and breath, I'm like, but none of the responsibility, you know? Like, no, thank you. I That ship has sailed and it's kind of bittersweet. You know, here I was visiting my brother and my sister-in-law and their three boys and they have a brand new boy and he is, he was three months now. I just saw a picture on Instagram and he's delicious. And I saw him about, what what was that, like a month ago or so or a month and a half. And so he was just little and I had him in the baby carrier and that ring sling and like, you know, there is that just all those hormones that are pumping when you're holding a baby like that. Um, I know not everybody feels like that when they hold a baby, but I certainly do. And I know it was my calling to be a mother, but I do feel very lucky to have a boy and a girl, you know, healthy, happy, busy, excited. And I feel like if life happens and you have more babies, I always feel like you have to have this caveat, but you're like, yeah, I would manage it as I've managed every other, you know, thing that's happened in my life. But ideally two is good. Got one for each hand it's manageable. I feel like we're at a phase where all of a sudden, and this is where I'm trying to get here, all of a sudden there is time for me. You guys, both kids are in school 
Esme and I figured it out. It's like six and a half hours a day. It's blissful. <laughs> and I don't mean that because they're away from me, because I enjoy their company. I do. But there is so much guilt that I don't even know, or I guess I didn't realize how much guilt I carried when I would do work from home while they were still home. It was a lot. It was a lot of guilt. A lot of like, oh, just five more minutes. Oh, just, you know, can you watch that movie for a little bit longer? Or here's another snack. And like everything was so pieced together. Um, on the days that I did have them in childcare, it was like the most chaotic of days trying to get 12 hours of work done in five. And it can be just a lot, a lot of feelings of like inadequacy pop up because you're like, how can I be a great mom and a great entrepreneur if I don't have time to dedicate to either of those things fully, you know, like it's, you feel very, very pulled and it's a strange feeling. I, and I, I feel like this might be specific to women because I tried to talk to Dean about it, but he just, it's not the same. I think because men can have children forever, basically, if they are lucky enough to be able to have children, you know, like it's, there is no time constraints where women, there is a time and place for each woman and they get to decide that time and place. But then there is a cutoff time of when like babies are even an option. And pregnancy wasn't the easiest thing for me. I've talked about that before over here on the podcast and I didn't, it just like, wasn't some of it's re- some parts of it were easy and some parts of it were really hard physically and oy, that postpartum situation which i've already talked about i think it was like episode 1 <laughs> but yeah there's this there's this very delicious experience i'm having right now where i have time for myself again and it is so amazing now I appreciate that there are women who are likely listening, who work nine to five and who don't feel like they have that kind of time. But then again, I am working full time when I'm sitting at home and it's not like you're sitting in your office or at your place of work with your child on your lap in most situations. And that's what it really felt like working from home. Pros and cons, right? You got a little bit of bonus because you're home and you can be in your pajamas working, but then you've also got like children at home. Like it's Each person's unique experience is unique to them and it comes with struggles and it comes with wins and you guys have, you've seen it unfold really on YouTube, but yeah, it's like this really strange, delicious time where I still haven't quite mastered the schedule of how making it all work at home, but I'm really starting to appreciate this time right now. And I was just having this great conversation with my aunt over the weekend, actually. And um, despite her being, you know, my aunt and being older than me, our children are not that far off in age. Uh, She and her husband had children a little later in life. And um, I had said something, and I know I've said this many times before, but like, no one is just going to come up to you as the mama bear and be like, you know what? Here's two hours. Bye. Do whatever you want. I'll take care of dinner. And while you're away, I'll even throw in some laundry. I mean, those people, those little angels that come in and help, maybe they exist, but like, I haven't really been encountered by one lately. Uh, Maybe in Malaysia, but I was also paying her. So that's different. But it's like, you have to take it. You have to, you know, feel that you are entitled to the time and take it for yourself. 
So a couple of examples that I've done lately with this kind of theory, my sick day. I don't know that I've ever taken hours away or not filmed something because I've been unwell. Like I literally dropped the kids at school, came home, had a hot bath, took a bunch of, you know, medication and literally crawled into bed and set an alarm that would give me about 20 minutes to wake up and go get the kids. And it was freaking amazing. And I remember I was falling asleep and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to sleep. I woke up at my alarm, had not stirred that entire time because again, there was nobody home to tell me to go have a nap. You have to take care of yourself, man. And it's like, what a blessing to be able to give yourself that time. What a gift to yourself, you know? Something else I've been doing lately is trying to carve out some time for meditation. It's very new to me. Although I swear, talking about messages from the universe, I feel like a lot of the podcasts I've been listening to, bits and clips of things I've been finding like on the internet, you know, when you're like scrolling, just messages that have been really popping out at me and blaring me in the face. Is that a word? But you know what I'm saying? Is like, girl, you need to just pause and clear your mind every now and then because without having a clear mind, like how can you focus? How can you create? How can you, how can you inject new life into anything when you're just like muddled, you know? And so I think two or three times, two times this week, um, over the last couple of days, last week and this week, I, I meditated and it was like a guided meditation it was easier than I thought it was going to be. And I felt so refreshed after, like truly light. And when I think about that concept of like your power, your magic, you know, something that comes to mind is like to know yourself, to love yourself, to own yourself, like, and also just to listen to yourself, you know, like, that messaging, I say it comes from the universe, but really it was just coming from deep down inside me, like that Amanda that's trying to break free, that knows that there's the endless to-do list, but also realizes that she's still in there, you know, like I'm not just a worker bee. I am entitled to just sit down and like clear my mind as are you. And I just don't know that enough of my people, enough of my peers, enough of my friends and family really think about that because sitting down and watching TV is fun, but it is a distraction and it is something else that you're just like putting your energy elsewhere. Like you're not really self-reflecting when you're doing that. You're not really thinking about your wants or your needs or, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's still an activity, which is great. I love me some good TV, but you know what I mean? Like you also have to balance it out a little bit. And then I guess I was sort of perusing the internet and between a podcast and then some of my findings, I came across this concept of how things go in cycles of seven. Have you guys heard of this? Like they say, you know, your skin sheds every seven years and it's like everything's brand new basically after seven years, your body just kind of like regenerates itself. As I'm saying this, I'm like, that makes no sense, but I feel like I've read that. <laughs> Don't quote me. <laughs> I'm going to have to start a fact checked on this, on this podcast, but here's what I found. So there was one 
website that I stumbled upon and they kind of broke it down very simply, but they say, you know, between zero and seven is one cycle, seven, you know, eight and 14 or whatever it is. But the cycle between 35 and 42 is all about third eye chakra, that we are looking for meaning in everything. You know, we need to walk the walk. Like we don't want to just talk about it anymore. We talk, talk, you know, in our early thirties. Now it's like, Let's get into this. And this is, a, this is our fifth cycle. I found that very interesting. I find that very much on brand with what I'm talking about and a lot of the thoughts that I've been having lately. I'm curious to know what you think about that. I'm curious. I wish you could like tell me right now how you're feeling about this, but it's certainly something. So thinking about that and thinking about, you know, looking for meaning. I also think as I was reading that and thinking about my own experiences, I also am looking for like people who bring nothing and have no value. Do you know what I mean? So if I find friendships or encounters are just, I always say it's like cotton candy. Like it's real great for like a minute and then it just disappears, like it melts in your mouth. I'm just like, meh, I don't have time for it. If it's not adding anything, and I know I've said this before, adding color, then I just, I don't make the time for it. And I guess that takes me to like this next idea or this next concept of like, you know, your power, are you giving it away? You know, are you giving it away in the wrong way? Is it draining you? Are you saying yes to things that you shouldn't, that you don't really want to do, but for some reason you feel compelled to say yes? Are you surrounding yourself with people that aren't supporting you and lifting you up and encouraging you? Like, what are you putting at the top of your list because when you are giving your power away in the wrong ways you aren't fulfilling yourself you know you're there are ways to give your power to good you know and to make you feel nice and it also lifts you up and fills you with energy because you want to feel empowered like how can you feel empowered what are things that you could be doing um, that could fill you up fill your cup you know when I was listening to that episode with Amy um, and Dax, it was a very interesting, even somewhat a little bit awkward conversation when she got to that point, because it just is such, it's such an uncommon thing, I think, to hear a woman be so comfortable in her own skin and be so confident in her decision-making. Even in the way like she described her beauty and her you'd have to listen to it but it was just it was very inspiring because I was like I totally get that like when you just know that like you okay so speaking for myself for my physical kind of confidence I know that I am five foot eight and I have some curves and I'm never going to be a stick thin kind of woman nor would I want to be. Like I used to really struggle with that when I was young and in high school and like all the Angelina Jolies of the world that was like the sex symbol, you know? The big boobs, no hips, skinny legs. That's not my body. I'm a well-proportioned, voluptuous woman. There comes a point when you have to stop thinking about how you are not measuring up to your own expectations for yourself, like unrealistic expectations when are you just going to start enjoying your life, you know? Like, put the pants on your body, the pants that fit, and then go out and live. 
So for example, um, I just recently put out a video on my YouTube channel and it's all like a haul, right? Like a fall haul and all the things I've been buying. And I bought a new pair of jeans at H&M and my daughter was like, why do you keep buying jeans? She didn't say this in the video, but she said it to me like in real time. And I was laughing and I was like, you know why I'm buying jeans? Because it's the fall and I always get a little thicker in the fall and uh, I don't want to be wearing pants that feel uncomfortable. And that's it. Because I look good in the pants, I just fill them out a little better and um, that's it. That's what we're working with. That's my body. It carries me around. It takes care of my loving heart and you know, I have strong arms I get to hug people with and I feel good. And there's something like about that type of confidence. Like I know we've talked about confidence before, but there's something there that once you just like let it kind of fester, it manifests in ways you'd be surprised. I think kind of coming sort of a little bit full circle from where we started, where I was talking about this feeling of power and then this feeling of transition in motherhood, I just think it's something that's worth acknowledging and worth celebrating, really. Because I know I've preached this all along, and I think sometimes I do that as a reminder to myself. But like, motherhood and being a mother is just part of who I am. There are so many other facets to my personality and yours, if you are a mom as well. And I think it's okay, in fact, I know it's okay to sort of pivot your energy when you are not needed as much for every little thing. Now that said, the hours between school pickup and bedtime are intense and some days go better than others. Today was not one of those days. Today was like, I yelled more than I wanted. Um, I lost my patience. I felt overwhelmed. In and amongst all those emotions, I still managed to get all the dishes done, throw in a load of laundry, sit and do homework, talk to daddy who's far away right now, um, talk to grandparents, <laughs> like there's still everything, feed them a nice healthy meal and cook dinner and all of that. You still get it all done. And I think that's like coming back to what Amy Schumer was really talking about is that messaging that we give to ourselves, the power of our thoughts is everything because I could sit here right now and get really down and out on how I yelled at my kids and I hate yelling at them and I lost my patience but let's talk about some wins for a moment I cooked them a really nice meal with real food I sat and did homework with Esme she's learning she's in French and she's learning um, certain words in French at school and so we did three of the five words for the week that's awesome you know like I played with Jack and listened to his stories and let him take all the cushions off the sofa and build a fort, you know? So like there were wins. And I think it's so important to like, just sort of allow the thoughts to flow and wash in and wash out. And some of those negative thoughts really need to wash back out again. You know, how we feel about ourselves, what we're saying to ourselves, that little internal dialogue is really going to impact how we feel. Like right now, I actually feel better about this evening because I was feeling pretty down and out. Just before I sat down to record, I had a really nice hot shower. I just wanted to like have a cleansing hot shower. And also my hair really needed shampoo. So it's two for one. But you know, I just 
was just feeling like meh, like really heavy. And right now, by saying those positive things, it was such a nice reminder to myself that it's not all bad. It's not all hard times. It's not all bad memories, you know, and that tomorrow is a new day. And I think when we start to think about these moments of change, we, you know, I use the word transition because it's not like a full switch. You know, it's not like you go from having this teeny tiny baby that you're feeding and burping 12 times a day and changing their little bums to like kids who don't really need your help or playing in the backyard by themselves and practicing their writing. Like it's, it's a slow shift. And similarly, how we feel about all of that can feel like it's come on suddenly, but ultimately it's a slow shift. And we have to kind of respect the process a little bit and allow yourself to feel all the things you want to feel, you know? It is such a strange feeling to feel like you're done with a certain season and to feel excited about what's to come. You know, I find that there was a moment there where I was starting to feel a little bit sad, like, should I have more babies? Like, is that what's going to fill this feeling? Is that what's going to change this feeling? And I realized that No, like when I write it down on paper, that's not part of our plan. That's not what we're hoping to do here. And when I start to think about, let's focus on what's to come. Let's focus on some wins. So a couple right off the bat, especially if you've got some little ones kind of just starting school this year too. Like my youngest, who's in junior kindergarten, is legitimately over the moon with how school is going. He's having some harder things going on, like learning about sharing, but I mean, he's four, so that's standard, but there is just, he is developing in leaps and bounds. His, his speech is incredible. His confidence, his kind of coming out of his shell is incredible. I mean, you guys have seen bits and clips of it on my Instagram or maybe in vlogs, but it is unbelievable. In fact, we went to my aunt's on the weekend and she looked at me and she's like, I have never heard that boy speak so much in my life. And usually when we would get there, he would cry about being there because he felt so shy and like just out of his element. This time he cried when we, when we left because all he wanted to do was stay. So it's like, that's so exciting to me, you know? It's exciting to see Esme kind of come into her own and take pride and ownership in her studies, but also just be like ready to go for a walk with me at any given moment. Like she can walk. She doesn't need to be put in a stroller. You know, she's going to be seven at the end of the year. It's like, we've got this. And then just thinking about things like travel, which I know a few of you have been like, girl, why haven't you traveled much? To be honest, We just can't wrap our heads around taking our kids and spending all this money on trips that um, we're going to be carrying them and lugging them around. Like it's not really a vacation for us. Um, And we did other things in the meantime. We bought a house and I've been working like a mad woman and there's just been not very much time for travel. But all of a sudden, it's like we've entered this new phase of life where it doesn't seem like it would be so hard. You know, it's like, oh yeah, we don't really need a stroller anymore. And we're almost there. We're not quite, but we're almost there. And then finding time for yourself. It's funny, even talking to the lovely Alyssa who edits these podcasts and edits my videos. I was chatting with her recently and she said that she's even felt a shift in the types of videos I'm making and how I'm filming content and how I'm speaking about things. And there's just a little bit more of an edge. And I feel that. I feel this like 
this ownership and power coming back to me in my thoughts, just having a little bit of time to actually like put thoughts together in a little bit more of a separation between my work and family life. Like I can work during the day now and have the kids in the evening and it's there's a little bit of a separation. It's not so meshed together. There is this ownership in my body and feeling the power of myself as a sexual creature outside of the roles of motherhood and you know being a professional career person and being a friend like there's this you know time and energy being spent on that side of my body and you know my relationship with myself and my sexuality there's also the element of like what that means just for me as a woman and not for me as a partner to someone else you know looking at the body that is my own in the mirror and taking in the curves and the corners and the scars and whatever's there and appreciating it, like really appreciating it, appreciating its beauty, appreciating that I'm pretty sure that if you or really anybody, you know, was standing in front of their partner completely, you know, without clothes, just in your birthday suit would not be turned away because you are so much more than just the skin you're in kind of thing. And there's something about that, that like when you really start to think about that and really start to enjoy it, like, I don't know, there's just moments or like things in my mind. And I don't know if I've seen them happen real time or seen them in movies or whatever, but you know, you kind of get this image of a woman where maybe she's sitting on the sofa, just comfortable, feet up, cozied in the corner or something and her partner comes in and tries to come in for a snuggle and she you know he puts his hand on her stomach which is soft because maybe she's had a couple babies and she's had a couple chips after dinner I don't know and um, she bats his hand away because she's embarrassed by the softness around her midsection and it's like how dare we think about our bodies like that you know I know I'm covering a lot of ground in this episode, but it's just, it's so layered. Meanwhile, I look at this body and yes, it's changed. There's no way in heck you're carrying those giant babies in your belly and going to come out of it like <laughs> dent free. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I did that, you know, and that's awesome. And your journey is going to look a little different than mine. But that's mine. And, you know, the way that I feel about myself, it, it is so intricately connected to everything else you know amy schumer was saying and it's and it's true and i didn't even recognize this before but she was like she just wants to make people feel good and excuse me look good because i guess she launched a new clothing line i know this is all about amy but still and i even love all her like really like harsh dirty humor it's kind of right up my alley but anyway but she was saying that she's she launched this clothing line so that women can look good which ultimately makes you feel good which ultimately gets you up and doing things and living the life that you're choosing and that you're happy about. And it sounds so simple, but it's true. Like sometimes I'll wake up and just put makeup on because I'm like, when I look in the mirror, I'm just going to like feel better. And I, for some reason I get shit done, like major amounts of stuff get done when I'm just feeling good. You know, if I'm feeling frumpy and low, not as much, I'm not, I'm not as efficient, honestly. So there's really something to that. And when I thought about what she was talking about and thinking about the place that I'm in in my life, which is very different from hers, all I was thinking about was how exciting it is to be sort of 
closing the door on this chapter of babies in my motherhood journey. And I hope that the next time I open that door is when I have beautiful grandbabies, you know? Or if my brother and his wife keep having babies, I mean, keep popping them out. They're freaking cute. <laughs> I can hold them. And my sister, oh my God, I have a younger sister. Hold on. The babies are not done yet. As long as I get to hold them, I don't mind giving them back. I'll even babysit occasionally. <laughs> but for myself, it is such an exciting time Like to think that, you know, this month, for example, I'm going to be speaking at a conference that is like a sleep away conference. I actually have to go and stay in a hotel with my work wife, which is going to be awesome. Um, Joanna from Nesting Story. And we always look forward to these little getaways, but I can do that. And I remember, I clearly remember coming back to Canada and, you know, realizing there was all these exciting things going on, all of these exciting conferences. And, and there was this one particular conference, which ironically enough, I spoke at last year. Actually makes me get a little verklempt. I get a little emotional just thinking about that. Holy jeez. But here I was sitting there with my eight-month-old baby, Jack, who was breastfeeding around the clock. We had just come back to Canada. There wasn't like money in the budget that I could justify going to this type of conference, which in hindsight, I think I've actually, I actually would have met Joanna there, which is weird. Anyway, I'll have to tell her about that someday, or she might be listening. I digress. Um, and I remember sitting at the table and my heart just sinking and realizing like, I can't go. Like I can't go. I personally couldn't leave my eight month old because he was just, it was too much. We had just come back from Canada I was having trouble thinking about leaving him. He was breastfeeding so much, like it just wasn't in the cards. And thinking in my mind, like, I wonder, I just wonder when I'll get time for myself again. And I knew in my heart that it wouldn't be forever. But like when you're in it, and if you're in it right now, I'm sending you the biggest hug because it it's like you know that it will come to an end and you're devastated that it might. And you're kind of scared that it maybe will last forever. You know, it's like this mixture of emotions that all happens at once. Um, and it's such a interesting place to be now that I'm on the other side and thinking about all the adventures that are yet to come um, and all the opportunities I can just say yes to without really having all the plans in mind, but knowing I'll figure it out, you know, because I have my village, I have my people that will help and kind of step in here and there. So I think we've chatted about this. I feel like I feel like I got some sort of message across. I hope some of this made sense. <laughs> You're stuck with me. Listen, if you've committed to my to my to my village here, my community, then you know that occasionally I'm recording most of the time. Most, let's be real. Most of the time I'm recording these very late at night. It's midnight. I need to go put my head in on a pillow and go to sleep. But yeah, I feel like it's exciting. I feel like it's a very exciting time to think about what's next and what an interesting way to position things because I think so often we are inclined to want to look back and feel sad which I think is okay to do every now and then but just let those let those feelings wash over you and then put the focus forward you know so all right guys I thank you so much for listening. I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. And I look forward to catching up with you either on a video on YouTube on Monday or Wednesday or back here on Thursday. If you could, and if you feel so inclined, head over to Apple, Apple Podcasts. And if you could rate this beautiful little podcast and leave some comments so that, you know, a little bit of traction 
gets maybe iTunes thinking this is worthy of listening to, so that would be great. And if you've already left a great um, rating and review, I really appreciate you. Follow me on Instagram. I'm going to have all sorts of links in the show notes, and I'll catch you here next week. Mm-hmm.